I would always say, like, I just want to leave the field with one thing a day, whether it's how they tie their cleats, it might be something they do in the cages, it might be a look they have in their eyes. Devin, excited to have you on the Fit Team Show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Look thanks forward for to getting me. to know you a little bit better, hear your story. No doubt, no doubt. It'll be fun. Awesome. So t take us back to uh, tell us a little bit about where you grew up and, um, you know, some hobbies you had as a kid. Yeah, I grew up here in, in Palm Beach County. Um, grew up in Boynton Beach. Um, baseball was always my dream. Uh, my mother's sister um, was dating a baseball player for the Braves back when they had spring training here. And luckily, my mom worked a busy job and my aunt didn't really work too much. And uh, she took me to a ton of spring training games. So that's kind of where my love for baseball started. I was at the baseball field you know, basically every day during spring training. And um, I always wanted to have a baseball in my hand. So how, there, how, old were you, how old were you when you started? Uh, so I believe my aunt told me, well, when I started playing baseball, I was four. Four. Four? Yeah, we played over at Wells on um, 45th Street. Or what is that? No, it might be Blue Heron. But, yeah, that's where it all started for me. And, um yeah, my older brother, I used to put on his uniform, and he's 10 years older than me, so you can only imagine what that uniform looked on, looked like on a little kid, and um, yeah, I just love baseball. So when did you um, feel like you were advanced and, and better than other people? I'd say it was early on, I, I, I guess you could say I realized that, um, I realized that I was pretty good. Mm -hmm. uh, my dad, growing up, was pretty tough, so being good was never allowed to be talked out loud so almost in my mind I would always trick myself that I wasn't that good because I always needed to be better no matter what but I would say that I realized I started to process it probably around nine ten years old that you know, the game of baseball came to me maybe a little bit easier than um, a lot of the other guys I played against so what what um what came next after that you, you started knowing you're a little more advanced you start doing some travel ball and, and get a little more serious about it yeah, um, I mean, I would finish baseball games, and if I didn't get a hit or I didn't play up to my dad's standards, um, there was no asking if my buddies could come over after the game or if I could go to my buddy's house or if I could go outside and play hide-and-seek or go play street ball um, around the corner. Uh, I would take swings based on uh, my performance, um, and that's when I realized that my dad wasn't playing um, he saw something in me that, as a young kid, you don't really realize. And, um, yeah, I just followed his I followed his lead. And there were a lot of times that, um, as a kid, I wanted to, I wanted to uh, take my anger out on my dad. But now that I've, you know, grown up and, and have got to, you know, taste a little bit of um, success at the higher level, um, I look back at it and I'm very thankful for all those times. Mm -hmm. So tell me what it was like playing uh, high school ball. Oof, that was that was good. Uh, coach Benedict um, at Palm Beach Central. Uh, I still say to this day he's the best coach I've ever had in my life. Oh. Um, he's taught me uh, so much about the game that as I have continued to grow, baseball is a game that you never stop learning. But I feel like the foundation that he laid in me, um, everything I've learned has kind of piggybacked off what he's taught me, uh, not just learning something completely new. Obviously, you learn as the game evolves, you know, little tips and tricks from guys that I've played with that maybe do things that's very special. But the foundation that I learned from him was uh, 
quite instrumental um, in my career. And um, anytime I get a chance to send him a text or see him, I uh, try to thank him for everything. That's awesome. What What's some things that make him different? Uh, well, he's tough, tough. Which and he's a lot like my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say coaches nowadays really aren't as tough as they used mm-hmm. to be. Um, but he was very attention to detail to the point where I would probably get yelled at almost every ground ball that was hit to me. And I would look and I'd be like, I haven't missed a ball in 100 ground balls and you guys aren't, you guys have yelled at me every play, I bet you tell me a good job. And um, what I have learned is, is when your coach is hard on you like that, it's because he expects so much out of you. And um, that's right. That, that, that feeling of being told good job reminds me a lot of my dad it's you know it's never a good job it's hey you, you did your job but you can be better mm-hmm. and uh i think that's one of the things that coach you know coach benedict at 14 years old when i started high school and you know playing on varsity as a freshman and looking up and i'm a kid and there's 17 18 year olds on the team and granted they're kids but 14 to 18 was such a huge mm-hmm. jump and um the mental part of the game and, and those little details are what makes you know the 14 year old able to hang with the 18 year old because um, physically the difference is you know so strong mm-hmm. so what was next after high school yeah i went to florida state best decision i made in my life um yeah i'm a, i'm probably one of the bigger lovers of florida state i like to believe the time of my life I was lucky enough to play for another great coach there legend and Mike Martin and um, yeah I I had a couple schools to to choose from I was LSU and UCF for the other two schools loved LSU I'm a mama's boy I wasn't leaving too far Um, and UCF just Florida State sounded a little bit better to me Um, but yeah that was the time of my life got to play in the College World Series as a freshman uh, lost in the game to go to the College World Series as a sophomore and then went back as a junior. Never got to bring a national championship home out of Florida State, which has never been done. It's probably the only thing I look back on and I'm a little upset about. Um, but FSU was a great time, and uh, my little brother being there now, I get to go back and kind of you know, relive that last year of college that I skipped out on. So, um, yeah, I love, I love it up there. Outside of you know playing in college, what do you do to just kind of stay focused? Because obviously there's a lot of distractions in college. You probably had a lot of fun, but what did you do to stay just focused on you know where you were going? Yeah, it's tough, especially up there. My my freshman <laughs> year, I did a really good job. I I never had a sip of alcohol until I was 20 years old, and uh, my sophomore year, I'm sitting in Gainesville, and um, not the most fun places to be. I can say that proudly because I'm a no. Um, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I was there for about five days during the summer, and I needed something to help me have a little bit of fun. And um, so I learned a little bit. But uh, my first year, was it was quite easy because I was still so attached to the game that I almost never knew how to separate it. Um, and I think that's an important thing for, for young athletes. And, and that transition from high school to college can almost be, you can see it, Know, veer off in a crazy way so I'm thankful that it was a little slower for me um, but you have to be able to realize that you know baseball is baseball and you know school is school and your family is 
your family and baseball's over here, but this is real life. And um, so I figured out a way to detach from the game a little bit and have a little bit of fun. But it's definitely uh, it's definitely tough. And thankfully, I had uh, parents who were on me pretty hard from afar. And um, I'm still scared of my dad, so I think that helped me out a little bit. And uh, yeah, it was tough, but somehow found a way to get it done. So when was it that you were thinking about the league? Was it early early in uh, in college? Was it late in high school? Was it late <sighs> in college? I think that I never really like looked far ahead. Mm-hmm. Like, truly, I I I always tried staying in the now. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always dreamt of being a professional baseball player. I mean, from the time I was a kid, where um, I began praying, I would always pray at night. Like I remember every prayer ended with like I just want to you know I just want to be a professional baseball player I I I lived for it um I think that it never became real truly until I walked into the office um in 2015 in spring training where I just got traded from the Tigers and I just finished my double a season I just turned 24 years old a couple weeks earlier and um they told me that I was that I had made the team and I'd be there for opening day and New York and I think even then a little bit it never really hit me until um I stepped on the field on opening day and I realized that you know this is Yankee Stadium this is you know what I've always dreamt of and and I'm living it um but the big leagues I don't think I ever I don't really think I ever like felt it until I actually put on that uniform and stepped out on that field so how was that first that first day? Who'd you call? Who'd you talk to? How was the? How were you feeling? So I wanted to. As it was getting, as we were getting closer, I was starting to figure out that I had a chance to make the team, um, and everything was lining up as if I was going to make it. So I kind of prepared in my mind, like, man, I don't want to tell like my mom or my dad. First, I want to tell them like at the same time, mm-hmm. and at the time they didn't have group FaceTime, unfortunately, so. I did it by, uh, I sent a group text to my mom and my dad and I just said like, you know, thank you. Thank you for, for everything. And, and, you know, I was just told that, you know, my dream's gonna come true. Um, our dream's gonna come mm-hmm. true. So um, yeah, it was a special, it's a special day. It's a day I'll never forget. Opening day, I forget a little bit because I was so nervous that um, it was kind of all a blur. Um, but yeah, that day was you know, a really special one for us. So it's awesome to accomplish that. Talk about some of the hardest experiences or our toughest experiences to get to that point. There's so many. Um, you know, baseball being a game of failure, I think, is the number one hardest thing to to deal with because you're you're praised off of and you're considered good based off of so much failure. Um, I think that's the hard part. Is when you're younger and you're in high school, you can hit 500 and you know, 50% sounds a lot better than 30%. And, and even then you still get upset. But I, I think as you, you know, you get to college and you start to face better talent, um, that failure is hard to deal with. And you got to do it every day. You don't have a, a week between or three days or even two days most of the time to, you know, kind of flush it out. And that can obviously be tough sometimes. I'm, I'm sure football players would like mm-hmm. to, you know, after a bad game, they'd like to, you know, play again right mm-hmm. In a couple hours, but that that everyday grind of 
dealing with the failure and, and wanting to succeed so bad and and having to settle with one for five sometimes being your best day. Um, I think that's you know that's the first part that's toughest about baseball. But um, I think outside of that, it's you know controlling like I was saying the outside part of mm-hmm. baseball because as baseball players are so caught up in the game that you forget sometimes that there's real life outside of baseball. So um, I would say that's a tough part too. You got to find a way to, mm-hmm. you know, to narrow your focus. And at the same time as you're narrowing that focus, understanding that, you know, baseball is just baseball and, you know, your outside life is still normal life. Obviously you've, uh, you've accomplished a tremendous amount. What's uh, some of the things you're most proud of? I would say, uh, you know, truly, I was actually just talking the other day to one of my friends, and I said, you know, like, I, I've i never looked back at anything I've done so far and, like, really got to appreciate it. And I think that's because, as an athlete, you always want so much more, mm-hmm. and, and nothing's ever good enough. I mean, I'm sure you could ask, you know, guys who have won multiple MVPs, guys like Tom Brady, six championships, and he'll tell you, like, yeah, six is great, but, like, I want seven now. Or mm-hmm. guys who have won three MVPs, like, yeah, I've won three, but... And I want to get to five, like whoever maybe got to five. So to say what I'm most proud of, I feel like I have so much more, especially with, you know, kind of the way my career has gone with injuries. I have so much more that I want that I haven't really been able to be proud of so much that I've done per se. Um, I would say I'm I'm just more thankful than anything for, you know, my parents and you know, I realized how lucky I was as a kid to, to have a mother and a father there to, to push me every day and, you know, to show me that you know, bringing home a B on your report card's not okay just because you had five other A's, that, you know, you need to strive to be the best you can in everything you do. And um, I'm just really thankful, you know, for my parents. And I'm happy for my, my parents, the work that they put in to, you know, be able to give back to them a little bit and to show them, you know, all their hard work. With the, with a little bit of me too, but I want my parents to know that you know, I'm so thankful for them pushing me because without them, it would have been easy to, you know, not take those extra hundred swings or be okay with the two for four games when I'm 12 years old. And um, you know, they just showed me that you got to continue to uh, want to be better. What's some goals that you have moving forward? I'd say my first goal is just to get back healthy again. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I've had a hard time staying healthy. For me, that's been the the toughest part for you know my professional career um, has been staying healthy. Um, so I'd say my immediate goal would be to get back healthy, and my next goal would be to um, sign that next contract again with the team and put on that uniform again and to be able to experience um, that feeling of suiting up every day. I, it's something that we take for granted is mm-hmm. – I'm sure it's in all facets of life, but in, as an athlete, you know, putting on that uniform every day, you don't realize, you know, how fast it really does go. And um, I think when it gets taken away from you for a little bit, you you have the opportunity to look and say, you know, dang, I'd, I'd rather be 0 for 100 right now going out there for my 20th straight game. And I'd rather be miserable because I'm stinking than to be able to sit here and, and not have that feeling. So... Um, my next goal would be to you know, get back out there on the field and get back to the big leagues where um, you know, I believe I, I have a lot more time left in me. And, uh, yeah, that would probably make everything 
a little sweeter and I'd be able to tell you a little bit more about what I'm proud of for sure. Awesome. You mentioned your parents, your dad, your parents. Uh, who else um, has had you know an impact on you? You mentioned you know coaches. Is there anyone else that you haven't mentioned or you want to expand on that helped you become who you are today? I mean, your your family, your your friends that you surround yourself with is very important. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, my, I'm very thankful for them. The guys that I've played with, um, I think as an athlete, when you watch your peers you almost look up to them in a sense where they don't maybe don't even know um you try to take something with you every single day i was you know my biggest thing is being a young guy and 15 in a clubhouse full of older guys that have had proven success i've i would always say like i just want to leave the field with one thing a day whether it's how they tie their cleats it might be something they do in the cages it might be a look they have in their eyes but i would try to leave the field every day with one thing um and if I could stockpile that for 162 games, I would be leaving, you know, feeling like I had a pretty successful year, no matter how my results turned out. So um, I looked up to a lot of guys. I mean, for me, a big one early on was was Jose Batista. Um, Josh Donaldson, I learned in a different way because he had a look in his eyes that you can't really explain, you can't imitate. Um, the list would go on and on, but my coaches. I mentioned Coach B, Coach Martin, um, my big league manager. Um, I looked up to him. I still do based on how he, you know, he, managers have to take the fall for 25 guys. And you know, so most of the time it's completely out of their control, um, but they take that fall for us. So uh, yeah, there's a lot of people I, you know, I could thank, and the list can go on and on, and I'd probably forget a million other people. But um, the journey to get to the top is tough, and doing it alone is basically impossible so the people that you have supporting you and the people you have lifting you up really is probably one of the most important parts of you know of that entire journey you mentioned looking up to some people obviously a lot of people look up to you and what you've accomplished how does that feel just in general to uh, be a role model for for so many people yeah that's the coolest part and you know this this the game of, of baseball and being a professional athlete we have this platform to be able to build off of and um when you're done playing, I think the thing that I see with guys when I talk to them is, you know, they want to give back. Mm-hmm. And really when you're done with this game, you know, everything that comes along with it, the glory, the the attention, yeah, all the other cool stuff, um, you know, that stuff kind of burns off. But the impact that you're able to leave on maybe the one kid or the one team or um, – simply signing the baseball or, or responding to a message on Instagram, realizing the impact that you can have on kids. Um, because I was once that kid that just wanted the guy just to look at me and I would go tell my, you know, tell my friends how, I know, Louis Castillo signed that ball for me the one day. Um, those are the moments that kids hold on to forever. So having that opportunity to give back to these kids and, and provide that, little bit of hope that you know they can live that dream one day I think is the coolest part about it for someone that's getting started and they're serious about going to to the next level or going to the league what advice do you have for them something they're probably not hearing but the discipline it takes or what's something you could share with them that you'd highly recommend that they do I'd say to just love the game and and do it because you love it don't do it for 
the money that may come or the fame that may come all that's great and it's it's nice it's a part of of that success but you know the game of baseball like i said is is so full of failure that if you're chasing something that's so concrete it it burns off because you you need something to steer you to keep going when you aren't having the success success you want to have so i would just always say like the new message in baseball now is let the kids play let us have fun let us do what we want to do the bat flips the 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 pimping homers whatever you got to do to 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 enjoy the game to show how much you're enjoying this game um it's most important because that other stuff it'll be there and it goes away but your love for the game and enjoying what you do every day um as well what will allow you to wake up every day and want to go in when you're 0 for 20 or your team is on a six game skid so just playing for the love you had as a kid i guess would be my best message You've been around a lot of super successful athletes. What do you think it is that separates like some that are just, you know, the good from great, the bunch? What do you, what do you think is you, you mentioned always wanting more, but is there anything else that you've identified that you saw that separates? Yeah, yeah. I mean, everyone's got like a little bit different stuff, you know, mm-hmm. um, on what makes them tick. But I would say that the most successful and the one common thing I have found in the successful ones, the really good ones, um, how they prepare. Like they have, they find a routine and it takes time to find a routine. And to be quite honest, I don't think I ever found my routine as a professional still. Like I'm I'm still in the process of of learning your routine, Um, but the good ones have a routine and they do the same thing every day and they're the same person every day and they're not ever driven off track based on results. Now they may be more frustrated at times than others, but the work that they put in every day is the exact same. And they always know what they need to be successful. And I think that's one of the hardest parts of of being a professional is knowing what you need to do every day to get yourself ready. Um, But the good ones have that. And uh, there's so many ways that guys would do things, and some would be the complete opposite. Like some guys want BP every day, and they're going to hit BP BP every day, and some guys will say, hey, if I don't feel good today or if I'm struggling, I'm not even picking up a bat. I'll pick up a a bat for the game. But knowing what you need as as an athlete to get yourself ready every single day is is the one thing that I've seen that the guys that are most successful have. What's something that you haven't shared that you'd like people to know about you? I I enjoy watching football way more than I enjoy watching baseball. I'd say is I loved baseball as a kid growing up. It was it was my love, but maybe because my dad never let me do it, I always wanted to be a football player. Um, and I used to beg my dad, like Dad, please, can I? I just want to play football. Like I was, you know, fast and and small and I'm like man I could wiggle through them holes like I feel like those big guys couldn't catch me and um my dad would always say hey like you're not playing football like I played football my dad played football at Syracuse and he's you're not playing football like 
you're, you're going to be a baseball player. And I'm like, Dad, like, I just want to play football. Like, I, I want to put on those pads, the helmet. Like, I want to get pumped up for a game. It's the one thing about baseball that I wish was different was the theater that, that comes with football, that pumped up music and you know, the screaming. Like, yeah, that's that's mm-hmm. what burns inside of me for baseball games, but it's a different game, and you got to do it every day, and you can't sustain it. But um, I would say I'm, I've always been a little bit bitter um, the one thing people would know, I've always been a little bitter and jealous of my of my younger brother, who's a football player, because he, at eight years old, told my dad, he, I, was, I was 15, begging him to play, and, and he told my dad at eight years old, hey, dad, like, I'm done with baseball. I'm playing football. And my dad was like, okay. <laughs> and uh, I think that that's one thing that it's always, uh, always chat me a little bit inside was uh was my brother being able to play football and and my dad not letting me yeah it's a great story <laughs> i don't tell him i said it <laughs> it's a great story so thanks so much for coming on and uh, sharing your story and um look forward to uh seeing you around yeah no doubt so, thanks for having us that was fun you. thank you awesome thank you thanks.